Industry Insider is only available at Promo Corner, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Each Monday, they discuss, dissect, and debate a single issue impacting the world of promotional marketing from every industry perspective. Now, it's time for Promo Corner's Industry Insider. Welcome to another edition of the Industry Insider, your promotional products podcast where you can get all the nerdy news you need to know about. My name is Jeff Franklin, National Accounts Manager with Headwear USA. I'm joined today by three other lovely folks, but before we get to them, I need to tell you guys, we are sponsored today by Tervis. Our good friends at Tervis have been around since 1946. And they are celebrating 75 years in business, starting with their classic line. Sleek styles make for per- make perfect for active and on-the-go lifestyle. Tervis is the original double-wall insulated drinkware that keeps your cold drinks cold and reduces condensation. Backed by a made-for-life guarantee, Tervis is the original customizable double-wall insulated drinkware that keeps hot drinks hot and cold drinks cold just the way they should be. Available in several sizes, including a 16-ounce mug, 16-ounce or 24-ounce tumbler, or a 24-ounce water bottle. Made from Triton plastic, made in America, lifetime warranty, dishwasher, and microwave safe, and they're also BPA-free. You definitely need to go check them out at tervispromos.com. Uh, you definitely won't be sorry that you did. Uh, Meg, you should probably go there and pick one up yourself, you know? Probably. What do you think? That lovely voice was Meg Erber. Meg Erber with SNS Activewear. How are you doing today? Oh, sorry, everybody. Internet issues, totally lagging, you know, had to restart, couldn't get back in. So I apologize for the delay. But uh, um, we, we weren't know. late at all today. I don't know what you're no, talking not about. At all. We weren't going to call you out. <laughs> no, <laughs> I wanted to apologize to everybody. It's my, my bad. Um, you know, it just, uh, it's just crazy how much has changed in the past year, you guys. Like, uh, you know, I talk about it a lot. My daughter had that volleyball tournament up in Boston, right, right before COVID hit, you know, like, 40,000 people. It was packed, but none of us got sick. It was like the, it shut down the next weekend. Well, last this past weekend, we had NEQ, which was supposed to be like their Super Bowl, you know? And it was so sad. Like, imagine going to your Super Bowl. You make it to your Super Bowl and there's no fans, no cameras, no commercials, no merch. It's like your mom and some sad Wi Fi. And it was just really, it was like heartbreaking, you know? So, and then it's one and done and that's it. So it's a little sad for her, but she got to redeem herself yesterday at her uh, high school volleyball game. I'm super proud of her. So I had to give her some props. Um, she made the news and it's really awesome. That's super cool. Yeah, yeah that would suck. Like, I, I mean, I couldn't imagine, uh, like, can you imagine professional sports? Like how that even feels, you know, just playing a, a, a professional game in an empty stadium. It's gotta be so weird, but it, it has to be. It's sad. Ho- hopefully this sad. is the last year we'll see that crap you know so yeah. all right well also joined today by Stephen mcfadden but before i say hi to him tim hill how you doing drinking some uh guatemala bean for you all right uh steve oh, mcfadden nice. with perfect promotions and more how are you i'm doing great how's the weather there is it nice <laughs> it's a little rainy here in south central it, so um full discrepancy it is amazing uh but that means pollen has has started raining from the sky um <clears throat> I don't God, do well with pollen. So God is playing an April Fool's joke on us. Uh, it's supposed to be like 26 degrees over the next day or two here. And uh, it's just un, unreal. Uh, that is in April. Uh, just stupid. So, mm. yeah. But hey, it's been, you know, we've had 70 degree days as well. So uh, I guess, you know, we'll take it. Anyhow, uh, also joined today by Kevin Walsh uh, with Showdown Displays. Kevin, how are you doing? Uh, you also, just so you guys know, younger brother of uh, America's Most Wanted uh, uh, star, John Walsh. No, just kidding. Kevin, how are you? 
I'm well. I'm well. Thank you very much for having me today. And uh, you all should be very happy. I'm, I'm living in the great state of Minnesota, just outside of Minneapolis. And it is 27 here today. I, uh, after a weekend full of 70 degrees, I was thinking very optimistically wearing my short sleeve shirt <laughs> and uh, was stunned when I stepped out of my car and uh, froze to death. Mm. Yeah, it's hard to go back mm. 20s once you're in the 70s, you know? The they cruel joke. It's like 27 <laughs> years around there. <laughs> Jessica <laughs> Onion says that her her senior year in college, they had a blizzard in April. Of course, that was in Erie County. Uh, you know, I'm sure our, our friend RJ Messenger would, would know all about that blizzard. Um, yeah, true. it's crazy. You know, it's, I guess, kind of what you get for, for being up in Erie. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah, April. That's amazing. Could you imagine a blizzard in April? uh no i think didn't no. like chicago get that like too like last year the year before it was insane it was well in, in fairness i'm a transplant to minnesota but i will tell you that the second year i was here we had a snowstorm on may 2nd may wow. 2nd, um, may 2nd. i've never forgiven uh john Bruman who uh who hired me to come up to minnesota for that uh it was it was a shocker to the system when you're when it's snowing in may that's yeah that's unreal i can't even imagine so kevin we are uh we're, we're going to talk today about the the beautiful virtual background that you have behind you but before we launch into that why don't we uh you know it's it's customary here on this show to to give our special guest a good three to four minute introduction uh so why don't you tell everybody that doesn't know who kevin walsh is uh who kevin walsh is and uh, how you got started in the promotional products industry and what you've been up to since Absolutely. Well, oh, thank you. I, one of the things that I don't do well is talk well about myself. So I'm going to try to uh, fumble my way through here. I know the story well, I just don't convey it well. Um, for those of you who don't know who I am, I, I'm uh, Kevin Walsh. I'm the president of Showdown Displays. I've been here now for 10 years um, and started off as the chief marketing and sales op, uh, officer and was promoted uh, about two years ago into the role of presidency just in time for pandemic to take hold. So that's been a, a wild ride to say the least. Mm. Um, and while most people may know me from a showdown days, I've actually spent um, most of my career in the promotional space on the apparel side. Uh, and that starts way, way, way back in 1987 when I opened my first promotional products company. It was actually a screen print company called Primary Impressions in Lawrence, Massachusetts. And that's where I got my taste for that. And um, from there, I moved in through the 90s. I actually ran a company called New Buffalo Shirt Factory up in Buffalo, New York. Spent a lot of time in Western New York as the Buffalo Bills were making their run uh, to many Super Bowls and had an opportunity to work in the sports licensing and, and uh, uh, promotional product space along with concert merchandise. And then moved from there into a, a, one of our suppliers, which was an apparel supplier called Lee Printwear. You might remember the Lee t-shirts and Lee sweatshirts that were popular in the promotional space. And worked my way through the VF Corporation for the next 15 years uh, in uh, Red Cap and uh, uh, a uniform business called VF Imagewear out of Nashville, Tennessee. A shout out to Javier LaFontaine. <laughs> over in uh, Nashville, and then uh, actually was transferred to our Wrangler division in uh, Greensboro, North Carolina, which is where I finished up my stint in uh, with VF, and famous for the denim pearl snap shirts that you would see, and of course, Wrangler blue jeans, but on the promotional side, it was definitely the shirts. So I've been most of my time in the apparel business, but uh, really just transferred that knowledge about printing on fabric to then stretching that over frames and selling uh, our displays here at Showdown Displays. 
There you go. Yeah, I got to give you some props because that, you know, Showdown has popped up a lot as like supplier of the year in a lot of regional associations and, uh, you know, I'm sure have, has gotten some national accreditation as well. Like, what have you guys done differently over the last, you know, couple of years that has gotten you some of that, uh, some of that notoriety versus, because you guys have been around for a while. I mean, I remember when I was a distributor and when I started in 08, you were like our go-to for, you know, retractable banners and stuff like that. So what, what's happened since then? Well, well, thank you for that. Uh, actually, Showdown was founded in 1999 and um, been in the promotional space since 2003. So I like to say it uh, took us about 20 years to become an overnight sensation, so to speak. But um, it, it really came down to an investment that we made way back in 2012 in what our mission statement was going to be, which was uh, very simply, if, if you've known Showdown, we had some struggles in our early years, 2007, 2008 are tough years around here. Uh, because we expanded our line too quickly and we couldn't service that. And ultimately, we got into uh, long discussions with distributors about who was at fault. And uh, we were not being productive in that regard. So in 2012, we actually founded the on-target guarantee, which essentially says, we got your back no matter what happens. Uh, if your customer is unhappy, if it's too big, it's too small, it's too red, it's too blue, it doesn't matter. Uh, we'll get you a new one. We're going to make it right. Uh, so then the, the, our distributor partners can go out and have the confidence to go sell that product without having to worry about being stuck in the middle. And um, while that was nearly 10 years ago now, it takes a while for that to seep through the system. And as a result of that, I think then you see the uh, awards that we received. We became the uh, 2017 Supplier uh, of the Year for a Counselor Magazine, which was a big day for us. And then, of mm -hmm. course, throughout all of our regional uh, association and memberships, we um, we like to think we're making a difference in our category. And before 2005, there really wasn't this category in the promotional space. We feel like we brought it to the market. That's awesome. That's awesome. So like I said, the topic for today uh, is sort of centered around what you guys really put together for Expo Direct to You. Uh, I think it was definitely something that was unique that nobody else had put together. Uh, and I really want to give you props and, and what you see in, in Kevin's background there is just a, a real quick snippet of it. Um, but why don't you sort of walk us through that, what the thought process was behind developing it, um, and then just sort of what went into that and, and how you plan to continue to use it moving forward. Absolutely, absolutely. So um, I'm going to go back in time just to get you where we we're at and uh, Right around that 2012 uh, range, I had this crazy idea that it would be really cool if we could create a virtual environment like Sims, if you've ever played The Sims, yeah. uh, so that people could go into that and explore our products and touch those and see more details about that. And uh, we actually began investing in 2013 in a project called Display City, which ultimately crumbled under the weight of its own programming. It was too complicated to actually produce at the time. But it's always been in my mind about how, how can we have something like this? Because as um, for those of you familiar with Showdown, our products are big and it's very difficult to travel. We don't have watches and we don't make medallions. Um, we sell trade show booths in many cases. So a 10 by 10 space is one of our products. So um, <laughs> our, custom, our, our salespeople deal with this problem every day. Imagine trying to haul this out of your trunk uh, for any of you on the supply side, you know how difficult it's to travel with headwear or apparel, let alone the, the products we're talking about here. So we, we really have struggled with that. So we put those, comp, those factors together and then amplify it by the fact that COVID hit. 
And when COVID hit, you couldn't get anywhere to show anybody our products. So this idea of how can we come up with a place where people can experience our products rose back to the top. And like for many of you, ideas that had been in the hopper get slingshotted to the forefront when you're in the middle of a pandemic because you're you're not faced with servicing the current business. You got to figure out what you're going to do tomorrow to make things better. And uh, at the time, I was also looking to buy a house. And I uh, realized at the time that you couldn't actually visit houses they, uh, because of the pandemic. And this program had been developed. It's been around for a number of years from Matterport, where you could go and virtually tour a house and experience in, in proportion to how the kitchen looked or what the, how big the garage was. And it wasn't perfect, but it, was, it gives you an idea, a relative idea of whether or not you want to go inside that house. Because if you recall, just a year ago, you had one chance to visit a house and make an offer or not. The, the realtor wasn't allowing people to go to back multiple times. So essentially just grafted that platform that exists quite readily in the, in the um, real estate industry into what we have here. And, and we're fortunate enough in our headquarters in Brooklyn Center, Minnesota, to have 7,000 square feet of uh, showroom space, part of which is pictured behind me. And what we did is we set that up with the intention that we'd come in and scan that with the Matterport scanners and then um, allow our uh, marketing team to then come in and drop all these targets that you see all on top of the products. And essentially the Matterport platform allows you to scan the product, then weave all those images together so it looks like it's three-dimensional. You can walk your way through and then you can click on any one of those buttons that you see and we've included hyperlinks back to our website on product details, videos that support that product. All of those product pages have templates. Uh, they also have the uh, retail pricing, so you can tour this with your customer. Every link in this environment is retail facing. So the intention was uh, a, a re reseller partner could take that link, share it with their customers, and their customers could explore on their own. Because one of the things I know all of us deal with is, I didn't know you did that. We hear that line a lot from our customers, right? So our idea was, hey, if you're going to see a retractable banner on your journey to the retractor section, you may pass three or four other products that you didn't know we made and that your customer needs. Yeah, well, I mean, I think you make a good point when you're talking about yeah, 10 by 10 being like your product, like one, one product. product. Yeah. Offer, like <laughs> I got to imagine that really limits what you can show uh, at, at shows like Vegas or Chicago or whatever. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think something like what you're using is, is astronomically uh, beneficial for you guys. And that was one of the questions I had was, is that like an actual live showroom or was that like a digital recreation of something? So that you answered that question. It's pretty cool. It's, it's the actual product. This is the digital representation behind me yep. uh, of just a photo uh, snapshot of it, but it is the actual showroom. And um, our intention actually is to continue to restructure the showroom into different configurations and rescan those um, configurations so that they're, we, we keep this live. Now, essentially it's a, a moment in time, right? I can't take one of these products out of this environment in the middle of a year. So it's much like our printed catalog that we have. If it goes in there, it gets discontinued. We can always take the target off, but the product would still be there. But we'll refresh that on an annualized basis so customers can have that as a uh, ongoing tour tool, excuse me. But we have thoughts to pull that all out and put in all the products that are, you know, let's say, 
uh, effective for uh, universities and schools or um, uh, medical like vertical markets. Yeah, so, hospital yeah. and go vertical market with it, where I think it will have a lot of uh, more uh, applications for distributors who might have that as a primary customer segment that they're working with. Well, Kevin, I don't know if anyone else, sorry, Stephen, I'll let you go. Over, but, um, anyone who hasn't seen this uh, platform yet, I went in yesterday when I was making our hype video and I was, I really had the opportunity to explore and it's, it's really neat. Like picture like a shell of a dollhouse and then you can kind of navigate where you want to go by just clicking on a button. And if you want a, a grand view of everything, you hit the play button and it scans over. It was very professional done. And there's so much that can go from that. Like you said, you can, that could be your, you know, Vegas and Orlando shows. And then when you can break it out during the seasons and have the vertical markets or what's hot, Q1, Q2, whatever it may be for your outside salespeople that are looking for something to show, you guys can change it up internally, which is a huge benefit for suppliers, especially in this new hybrid situation that we're all in, which um, you, you've really come up with a great solution um, for your outside people, your inside people, your customers. And then if you're linking things right to your page, it's, it's perfect. I didn't get that far into it, but that's pretty incredible. Sorry, go ahead, Steven. Oh, you're good. <laughs> I was just going to say, Kevin, I think we were in each other's brains because in uh, like October of last year, we, we made a decision to do a new showroom and a new office space. So part of that is I had actually met Matterport at an apartment convention, like, three years ago. And I've, I've had like their information and I'm just like, this would be an awesome way to do a trade show from the distributor end. And so um, it, it's funny in, in January, when we finally got moved into our location and we were building this awesome new showroom and everyone was looking at me like, yeah, but no one can come. It's like, I was like, but I have an idea. I was like, we're going to use this group. And, and uh, the next week was, was direct to you. And someone's like, Hey, you should go look at showdown displays. I think that's, I think they're doing something similar to what you've been talking about. I was like, no, no, they didn't do that. And so sure enough, when I was like, it's the same thing. I was like, this is perfect. So, um, I mean, from a distributor perspective, you know, Kevin, me and you've talked about this too. You know, we, not only do we have, you know, the, the showroom being, being brick and mortar, I can't bring everything that's in my showroom to somebody, but even there's geographical challenges, what, you know, not, not necessarily even COVID issues, you know, if I have a customer across the country, unless I fly them here, they can't see my showroom, right? So what, you know, why do you want to, you know, if you're going to invest in something that, you know, expensive and that nice and that robust with product selections, you got to be able to have that experience. And, you know, for the longest time, I would do walk around with my phone and camera, you know, or, you know, it's like, and so we've, we've started doing uh, some of the mobile versions of Matterport to create a scan of our, our showroom as well to kind of bring that experience. And I, I, this is amazing to be able to see it done and reference it and figure out, okay, now how can we, how can I maybe even go on a tour with some of my customers? And I say, hey, I know you got a trade show coming up. Let's go on this website here. Let's walk through it together, you know? Um, well, I, awesome. what's, what's shocking about it is, uh, you know, I go back 10 years in that Display City concept that I talked about. Um, we invested tens of thousands of dollars into programming behind that, create a platform and the like, and, and it, it still exists in a, uh, on a server somewhere, but it's not doing anything. Um, we produced this environment that we're showing you right now, and, and it could be produced for other suppliers for less than $15,000 in less than 30 days. Wow. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. When you think about going to a trade show, it would cost 
uh, when you have to go with the, the trade show the size that we have to go, it, it costs us at least $15,000 to go to a trade show. So it was a simple investment because without trade shows, we're now able to empower our sales team to take this showroom to the, the customers. I got to imagine this is greatly going to change the way that you guys present at trade shows as well, correct? Well, if, certainly for the smaller shows and in many of mm. particularly regional shows where we only have a 10 by 10 or a 10 by 20 booth, we can bring a few products and then a video screen where we can show this um, something like uh, expo where we'll have, you know, 60 by 60 um, that we, we like to recreate this environment in person so that people can come in and actually immerse themselves in the products and experience those, but definitely on the smaller side. Sure. Hey, Kevin, even taking it to the next level, I know that the Matterport system uses, you can use Oculus and you can actually do the, oh, did you, did I steal it? No, I was, I was going to go next. Yeah. I was like, how cool would that be to walk into like PPI? Yeah. Like, here's your Oculus. Yeah. Have you guys messed around with that to see how it works? Is it something you guys might try to do at a small show where people can physically look around and I don't, I don't think we're close enough. I always get in uh, trouble with my marketing team when I talk about <laughs> things that are happening because then the sales team wants, wants them the next day. We haven't really made any progress there. I got it, Kevin. Free, what are those called? Those free, free VR machines. If you come visit the booth, there you go. Oh yeah. Free Oculus yeah. for every visitor. Yeah, everyone. We have like inexpensive <laughs> one in our industry using promo to sell promo. There you, you go. Have, you have all the suppliers coming to your booth. <laughs> you know what? When, when the pandemic first hit, I, now that I'm like looking at all this again, I know SNS like, sent us out like an internal survey and they were like, would you think this? And I'm like, yeah, this would be so cool. But I don't, I don't even know if we did anything with it or if we are going to, but I'll have to look back into that because everything's a blur. Anything prior to the last, you know, in the last year has just been a blur, but very well, cool. I, one other thing I would say is, um, you know, I, I mentioned I was with VF and VF owns a lot of brands. You probably don't know them all, but they yeah. own a brand like North Face, uh, which is, is pretty big. I and know that I'll one. Tell you, with uh, some former colleagues that I know from there, they're, they're working on retail stores much like this, where you'll you'll go to a, uh, a website that'll behave very much like a virtual showroom. You'll be able to go up and pick up the products and spin them around. Um, so this type of technology, it, it, cool. in three years, we're going to be looking at this thinking, well, that was like the dark ages. It, it's a big advancement for our industry. And I think it's a, a first step for us all. But I'd like to think it's only the first of many steps in the journey. Awesome. No, it's so interesting you mentioned that because most web stores are you know, browse by product category and you see all the products, but what if like the opening page of the website was the front of the store, you know, and you just click to start walking in the store and you literally just move your way through and then check out your items and it makes you click on the cash register. And if you click on the exit door first, sirens go off or something. I don't know. <laughs> Can we link um, that virtual aspect to this um, the video so people can see it for themselves. Yeah, I was going to ask Kevin, mm -hmm. if, if people didn't attend Expo Direct to you, or even if they did and didn't see uh, the thing that you guys put together, is there a place that somebody can go to, to view that? Do you want to plug that? A absolutely. Um, well, the easiest place to find it would be at showdowndisplays.com. Uh, we have a rotating banner there that uh, talks about the virtual showroom. There is a, um, a separate spot on that uh, where you can go. It'll take you to that page and then you'll be in the environment. There's also a document that goes along with it. Every product that's in that environment is listed on a PDF. So you have the item numbers and the like, if you're looking for something to follow along. Of course, every one of these dots that you're looking at has the product itself 
So you can go to the product page. It then has the family of products. So I like that product, but it's the wrong size. And then it has other similar products in that product family. So you have three choices on any one of those buttons. Yeah. You know, Kevin, we're only going to charge you 500 bucks for that plug. <laughs> now, hey, do I you guys have any other talk- questions for, for Kevin or about the, uh, the, the Matterport uh, thing and, and what all is involved in that? I don't think so. I just think it's so cool. I, I, I just really like it. I don't know. I kind of want to like do something with it. I could, it feels like the future, right? It does. It's like- it does. But I really think that whole VR thing going into a trade show would be such a cool idea. I'm stuck on it. So I have to, something's going to happen I, with that for sure. I think that's definitely the next step for. Yeah. For, At least. For- Somebody. So we so we have one in October coming up, and that's our plan. We're gonna try to do Oculus in the in our little. We have a small, it's like a ten by ten, and our plan is to try to have some of those sitting out and let people view the showroom. That's that's our goal. So I'll have to keep posted on that. Yeah, so. definitely. <laughs> it might be possible and, and actually quite conceivable that you'll see in the coming year as shows try to take on this hybrid uh, approach that once the the floor has been set up that the show management may do the scan like this so that you have a uh, a virtual tour of the show so those people who can attend could virtually attend the 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 booth and then you'll also have the in-person portion of that that's a great idea it is a good idea i'm I'm on the committee for promotions east and i know we're we're looking forward to a 2022 show who knows what's going to be happening in 2022 there still is that hybrid aspect then it this would be a, a great idea to to push towards the team, so. Well, and we've, I think one of the things we're taking away from the pandemic, I think we're all looking at, it's not going back to what it was. So what what will happen for every event is there's gonna be some type of virtual component that has to occur. Cause you, you look at events like DTU and you know 30% of those attendees, 29 to be precise, um, um, would prefer to go to a show like that virtually. And many of those attendees had never actually been to the expo. Right. So it was actually bringing people from the uh, customer care teams, customer support teams, the vendor support teams that weren't previously able to travel to Vegas, be able to interact with those vendors, interact with those um, uh, suppliers that they have and uh, be able to see something that they wouldn't normally have been able to see. Yeah, I think there's definitely going to be some type of hybrid moving forward, you know, for, for all time, basically, because of that, you know, you get a lot more, I guess, uh, exposure and availability to, to folks that wouldn't normally be able to get it. So I agree big time. All right. Well, why don't we, uh, why don't we launch into rapid fire? Oh yeah. <laughs> you ready for that? Yes. I'm ready. I guess. <laughs> all right, cool. Meg, why don't you go first? Oh, damn. Um, okay. I was going to actually base it around uh, football because Mr. Kevin Walsh had said that he was in the Buffalo area. Um, and then you were also in North Carolina. So are you a Carolina fan or a Panthers fan? So I, I left out the, uh, the pre- primary impressions portion of that, which is I am a native of New Hampshire. I grew up in Hampton Beach, New Hampshire. Oh, boy. And I am a lifelong Patriots fan. I'll take it. Go on, good or bad. Uh, we were one in fourteen when I lived in um, Buffalo. One in fifteen, excuse me, when I lived in Buffalo. So we've had some good years, but for many of the years prior to the that guy number twelve, uh, were pretty bleak. So I guess my question to Stephen and Jeff would be, which I already know who your teams would be, but I don't really care. <laughs> 
and I already know that you know Steelers and Broncos, but I thought Kevin needed to be inducted into our our football talk since he kind of brought it up. So Eagles suck. Fair, fair enough. Yeah, the Eagles suck, Meg. I don't care. <laughs> I don't even care. All right, it's, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll stick with sports for my uh, for my question down to the down to the final four here: Gonzaga, UCLA, Baylor, Houston. Who you got? I'll take Baylor. Yeah, Baylor. I, I picked Gonzaga from day one. I think they're a, a they're a beast, and I haven't seen anyone who can keep up with them yet. So I'm sticking with the Zags. Wait, did you say that they? I I missed it because it was. Did you say that they're still in it? I'm not paying attention, but yeah, I did they're undefeated. Them. I did pick them in all of my brackets. So sorry, I'm excited. So who are you picking, Gonzaga or Baylor? <laughs> I like. Picked him real quick, and I just did, oh, you know, Gonzaga. So we'll see. I, I'm going to go Gonzaga as well, but I wouldn't be surprised if, like, Houston can pull something out. I don't know. It's just their defense and stuff has been pretty good. So you never know. Hot team. But also, yeah. Very cool. Very cool. All right. <sighs> Favorite brand of beer? Or type. Either way. Lager. All right. Uh, I like Dos Equis. All right. The green or the yellow, though? Green. The green bottle or the yellow bottle? Okay. Green bottle. Okay. I, I don't mind the amber one either, but I like the green bottle. Yeah, me too. Am I the only one that didn't know there was a yellow bottle? Yeah, it's gross. It tastes like steak sauce. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, Worcestershire sire inside of it. <laughs> Worcestershire. My favorite favorite beer brand or uh, or type? I guess like my go-to is probably just Corona. Um, but if I'm like, I like craft beers. Well, I used to like craft beers up until a couple weeks ago. So. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I mean, you know, we can go back to that story. No, no, it took me like a week and a half, actually. That wasn't even funny. Not even that Wednesday. It was like the next Wednesday. Then why is Jeff laughing? Uh, <laughs> Kevin? I'm going to have to go back and uh, listen to that episode. Um, I, I, I guess I'm a situational beer drinker. I don't, um, so I'm, I'm going to say if, if I, if I have to pick one, I'd pick a Heineken, but I have a hard time arguing with an ice cold Coors Light on a very hot day. Uh, it just seems like it goes down well. On a really hot day, you need a nice Mexican beer, like a Modelo or a Pacifico with a, with a bit of lime that goes down really well. But my favorite beer is a New England IPA. I like IPAs. Delicious, delicious beers. These aren't, it's not like your, your typical IPA though. A New England IPA is hazy. It's actually, uh, it's dry hopped. They don't add the hops during the boil. They add it afterwards, you know, during the uh, fermentation stage. So you get all the flavor and aroma of the hop, but you don't get that real strong, bitter, um, sort of pungent kind of taste. It's Great good. Summer. Yeah, really good Great. stuff. Can <laughs> I get the last one too? Yeah. You do. You yeah. Do. All right. Uh, so um, I'm going to ask this one. What's the, what's your favorite piece of advice your dad gave to you? Mm. And it could be, one of those, could be mm. one of those corny lines. It could be wisdom that he passed along. I'll break the ice because I had time to think about it. Share okay. with you. Uh, my dad used to say the road of life is littered with flat squirrels that wouldn't make up their mind. Okay, very true. Mm. <laughs> so 
So what did you take from that though? What was the I like it? That's funny. What did it mean? You gotta pick a side. You gotta, you know, you 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 gotta have a position. Man, I don't even I'm like so on the spot with this. I, I feel like my dad has blessed me with a bunch of nuggets over the years, but like as of late, he him and I are just different ends of the political spectrum. So we can't even have those, it's all that comes up. So, and COVID and it's like, so uh, I don't know if I fight back, which I do. <laughs> yeah, I feel bad because I can't think of anything like specific one-liners or whatnot, but I mean, there's like strong core value things, uh, you know, like being honest, you know, and not lying, which are like the big things. Sure. Um, but I can't think of a, like a, a, a phrase. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if my dad's much of a philosopher. He's more of a, you know, work hard, get shit done kind of kind of thing. Yeah. So he instilled a lot of that kind of stuff in me. But I don't know if I had to pick one along those lines and I'd probably say, you know, measure twice, cut once. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. You know, I was, I was very lucky. And, I, you know, my mom and dad were together my entire life. They still are. And my dad coached me my entire life. And I was more or less a single mom growing up or not growing up, but with, with my children. So I took that and I learned that from him to just empower them and be their mentor and coach. Cause it really means a lot when you have that, that mentorship, I guess that, I don't know, when you have someone that's, that has your best interest in mind in the sports that you're playing. I know what it takes to put a, a kid in college through sports. And I know my dad put a lot of time into all of us, all of my brothers, all four of us. So I'll, I'll, I'll go with that. That's great. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, we're supposed to ask Stephen McFadden about being the most interesting man in the world, first of all. Um, yeah. So my Halloween costume for two years in a row was to be the most interesting man in the world. I did it the first year and I can't remember if it was year one. No, I think it was year two. Aliana used to do like costume makeup and actually made me a beard. Beard. Uh, and the cool part about having that as your costume is your prop is beer. So I was downtown places holding a six pack and was able to just walk into bars with my own beer because it was part of my costume. Um, <laughs> basically drink for free. So <laughs> I had the whole suit, pinstripe suit, beard, great hair, little red thing in the thing in my own six pack. Are there photos? Because if there aren't photos, it didn't happen. There are photos. Uh, I can post them on this uh, afterwards where Aliana probably has them ready to go. Sounds good. She probably <laughs> does. All right. And then last last comment, Joel Moore, uh, he, he chimed in on the quote of, uh, from his father. Uh, if, you, if you can touch it, you can catch it. Okay. Sports reference for you. Very true. Very cool. If you dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. That's gonna say if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, guys, uh, again, I hope you uh, really enjoyed the episode. Uh, this was brought to you today by Turvis, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about their sustainability. Uh, you know, uh, their hashtag Take Your Turvis is another way to uh, that they can use uh, social media to promote sustainability. They partnered with Four Oceans and uh, for you know being a, doing a beach cleanup on Siesta Key. And according to Four Oceans, which does cleanups year round and across the world, uh, this was their largest turnout with uh, 1,343 registered participants. They were uh, able to collect and count 144 straws, 5,877 cigarettes, 
463 plastic bottles, 187 plastic cutlery, 355 plastic bags, 234 plastic or foam cups, 1,346 bottle caps. Uh, so a lot of, a lot of garbage and junk they were able to pick up from this beach cleanup. And, uh, look, they're, they're passionate about the oceans and care about the creatures who call it their home. Uh, they're committed to making it a better place and have been for 72 years, not because it's trendy or helps sell tumblers, but because it's the right thing to do. Uh, so be sure to check them out at turvispromos.com support the cause. And, uh, with that being said, I, I appreciate you guys chiming in. Kevin, thanks so much for joining us today. It was a really great My episode a lot of really good information in there with uh, the Matterport thing and, uh, you know, looking forward to seeing what the industry does with that kind of stuff. Absolutely. I really appreciate you guys having me on and, uh, and the support for Showdown all the way through this whole thing. Definitely. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Take care. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Promo Corner's Industry Insider. For more great content from industry thought leaders, including podcasts, blogs, and videos, visit promocorner.com.